uh, how would you tell somebody your relationship is today with Lori? It's more like a, I don't think the relationship will ever be a 100% parent, but it's more like a best friend type of thing. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to today's podcast. Hello, Lori. Hello, David. So we are about to leave to go on vacation. Yes. And this will be the first vacation where none of my kids are going. I know. It's kind of sad. It's very sad. Not happy. I really didn't think that um, I would feel this way. What? Happy? No. <laughs> I, I miss him. Yeah. Well, you know, your kid, uh, he's like, well, none of David's kids are going to be here. Of course, he calls on the brothers. None of the brothers are going to be here. So now I'm stuck going on vacation with you two old people. <laughs> so we're taking a friend of his. <laughs> yeah. So everybody gets impacted by that. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. He did say that he's glad that his friend's going to go because he wouldn't have to beg the brothers to go ride bikes with him. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing about having four kids is that, you know, there's typically at least one person that's going to play with you, right? That's true. If you only have one or two, then chances are you might have times when that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. No, I really never thought that I would um, miss the stepkids for half a day, much less a whole day or the fact that we're going on vacation without them. Mm -hmm. But we have talked about doing a cruise with them. Yeah. We did a cruise with them several years ago and they loved it. Oh, yeah. It was great because we could turn them loose. Yeah. Well, not yours, but mine were old enough to turn loose. No, I wasn't turning mine loose. <laughs> I still won't turn mine loose. I turned mine loose, but it was nerve wracking. So I don't. You let them stay out at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but you may or may not remember, but I was also like snooping around the boat at two o'clock in the morning to see where they were at when they were doing. I don't know, dude. I was asleep. Yeah, I know. So I wasn't. Yeah. So I, I went up and, and found them. Of course, they're just playing volleyball or whatever. I mean, they weren't getting in any trouble, but still. Remember when we were in. Um, I think it was the Bahamas, mm -hmm. and that guy tried to give Ethan a shot of tequila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then they realized they were old enough to drink. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? I can drink here? I'm no. like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you sure can. You ain't puking on me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get you started with that. No. But no, this it's um it's bittersweet for me, uh, you know, because it's the whole getting to see your kids get out on their own and do their own thing. But at the same time, it's like, man, this really stinks having to adjust and not having them around and oftentimes not being able to talk to them very much. So. Yeah. Again, it just shocks me that I went from despising those little hellions to <laughs> I love them mm -hmm. and I miss them. Yeah. I think even with all the chaos they bring, it's almost comforting to have the chaos sometimes. I don't have anybody to roast with me anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they called it? Yeah. Well, you know, even when they were here, it's like you have you have like this whole week of chaotic stuff. Not that they were causing chaos, but it's just you got four extra people in the house. So you would go from three to, to seven. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go back to their moms and it's like, whew, it's quiet. <laughs> Eerily quiet. Yeah. And then they come back from boot camp or whatever it is for two weeks. And then you're like, oh, my God, go back because <laughs> they're so loud. Yeah. I guess it's because, you know, obviously the more people you have around – they they bring a certain level of life to the environment. Oh, that they did. So we don't have that. But anyway, so this will be the first time we we don't have any of the kids other than yours. And 
And I'm sure we'll have a good time. Well, I think I'll be FaceTiming with at least one or two of yours while we're gone. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. I will be too. Yep. All right. So what is on tap for today's episode? One of your youngins. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. So we did an interview with uh, Branson. He's one of the triplets. Did an interview with him uh, when he was home a few weeks back, a few months back. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. But we did an interview with him because we wanted to give him an opportunity as well as listeners an opportunity to hear what does it sound like from a stepkid's point of view? How did it feel to him when we were going through those trying times and you were coming into the picture and there was lots of problems and everything was going on? How did that feel? How did it feel later once you were not showing? And then how does it feel today? Mm -hmm. And I think he did a fantastic job of, of really putting all that out there of what it felt like to be a kid. And of course, you know, he was kind of the ringleader and, and, you know, whatever he said was kind of his brother was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's like, let's burn Lori at the stake. And they're like, okay, I'll get the charcoal. I'll get the matches. I'll get <laughs> yeah. the stick. So, uh, but he did a great job. And, and the interview that we are about to listen to is just part of the interview. It's about half of it. We actually had quite a lot more that we discussed with him, but it is only in the Academy, but we'll listen to, to this one. And, um, uh, and see what it's like from his point of view. And we also discussed with him, I don't know if it was in the first part or the second part or even after, but we discussed with him that um, he could help a lot of stepkids mm-hmm. by doing this because it goes from, you know, I loved the fact they were getting married. I was excited to I hated her with a passion to what happened to her. She's not talking mm-hmm. to wait a minute. She's pretty cool. To Oh, man, I love her. And he does yeah. love me. <laughs> I know. Yep. That is amazing, the transformation that can take place. Mm-hmm. So that right there is um, proof in the pudding. Is that really a phrase? Yeah. Proof's in the pudding. Proof's in the pudding. That you can build a great relationship with your stepkids, even if right now you are just at the point that you cannot stand them. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we were there. Mm-hmm. I remember when he would call me um, and say, you know, basically, are y'all t- still together? Like, he wouldn't ask me the question, but I could tell he was probing. Oh, when we were going through everything? Yeah. In between weeks? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, he would ask, I mean, I can't give you an example, but I know he would just ask questions that was almost like seeing if I would say... Is Lori there? Yeah. Whether yeah. or not you were going to be available or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he kept asking you when I was going to move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She left yet, and then I remember one time he wanted to go stay with Mama. I think you let him stay there for a couple of days, not like... Not very long, yeah. Yeah, it may may have even been a whole week. Yeah, well, it was one of those times where, you know, there was some blow-ups that were happening, and the best thing to do was, you know, separate people. He's the only one that went, though. He was the one that we had the most problems out of. Branson, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, we had problems out of him because it was just hard for for them to to cope with what was going on. Because it wasn't just the fact that, hey— there's this new blended family thing. You also have all the other things that they're getting uh, crapped on from the other side mm-hmm. and everything that comes out of that and whether or not people are, are asking them questions about things in the other household. And I don't think people all the time realize how much they use their kids as uh, spies <laughs> and, and pawns a lot of times, you know. Well, and it may be just as simple as us saying, what y'all do? Mm-hmm. And then it could be when they go back to their moms, Lori asked us what we did. Oh, yeah, it could definitely yeah. be that. And it could be, I mean, really, I could just be asking out of 
normal conversation or whatever you want yeah, to call just, it. Just yeah, to, what y'all been doing the past week, just trying to carry on conversation. The next thing you know, it's... I'm questioning them. Yeah, I get an email from somebody like, that is none of your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell You tell Lori to keep it herself. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure everybody gets that, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say everybody, but there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that get that. But I can understand from both points of view because it's all how it's presented to you. Well, but one thing I want to address before we go any further and listen to Branson, and this is not really related to Branson, but it has to do with what we were just talking about. I've had my son, um, when he was little, I remember he might have been like five or six or something, Mm -hmm. and we had asked him, or I had asked him, somebody said something about a motorcycle, Mm -hmm. and I said, has your dad taken you riding on his motorcycle? And remember, he just busted out crying Mm -hmm. because his daddy told him not to tell me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's things that, no, you don't want your kids to go tell the ex how much you paid for a car or something like that. But don't put your kids in that situation yeah. and teach them the difference between healthy secrets and unhealthy secrets. If it's bothering your child, it's an unhealthy secret. Yeah. 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 I think um, I think I got in trouble. I'm doing air quotes. I got in trouble for taking him riding on a motorcycle. <laughs> Before <laughs> that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. The motorcycle's gone, as we discussed last time. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah, it's gone. All right. right. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. So before we get into this interview with Branson, one of my kids, your stepkid, let's hear a word from our sponsor. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Hey, y'all. It's Lori. <laughs> and I'm David. And I'm Branson. <laughs> Branson is stepson number two, and today we are going to talk about what the benefits of nachoing are from the stepson standpoint or stepkid standpoint, mm-hmm. or as Branson would say, what would happen if you didn't nacho? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, since he's experienced both sides of it. Indeed. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who are not familiar with the story and I'm going to go deep into it. But when we got married, I brought four kids into the mix. Lori brought one and around year three is when it went to crap. Rock bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't a sudden, I mean, it was kind of gradual, but by the time we got to year three, it was just like, it was pretty much hopeless. Yeah. I hated you. You hated me. Indeed. Yep. Yep. Everybody hated everybody. Yeah. So, But but we love each other now. Right? Yes. So we're going to talk to Branson. <laughs> you weren't too convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the same thing. Yeah. So a couple, couple reasons we're talking to Branson. Well, number one is he's most convenient to get a hold of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's home from the Air Force for a, a couple weeks before he goes over to Japan. But the other thing, other reason why I want to talk to Branson is because he really was the most vocal of my four kids. He's the ringleader, the, as Lori would put it, <laughs> let's, let's hang Lori club. Let's burn Lori at the stake. Yeah. <laughs> Here's plan number oh, yeah. one. You do this. So if if anybody, what if anybody was going to be against the whole step family setup, it was Branson. Yes. If anybody was also going to be truthful about where we are today versus where we were, I 
think it'd be Branson. Not to say the rest of them would lie about it, but I think he he understood and felt it more than the others. The others, the other my other kids were kind of go with the flow, and Branson's kind of more push against the flow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> and so, uh, so he's kind of the perfect one to talk about it. So that's why uh, that's why we grabbed him versus any of the rest of them. Well, and plus one of them, I don't think we could ever get him on video. <laughs> No. <laughs> two of them. Let me make that two of them. So, Branson, just in your own words, uh, tell us what you felt like the Step family was like in the beginning. Now, understanding that you were uh, nine-ish, so some nine, 10, 11, kind of that age range is where it was kind of good in the beginning, and then it started going downhill. Mm-hmm. So how did, how did you feel uh, about that at that time? Yeah, well, I remember at first, whenever um, they started dating, you know, everyone was down with it. Everyone was so happy and it was just, it was a good time. But then, you know, people say everyone's different whenever you start living with them. So <laughs> we all thought we all had this huge pipe dream that it was going to be so great. And then I remember dad asked us whenever we were about, whenever we were nine, almost 10, probably, would you guys mind if I married her? Um and we were like, yeah, do it, do it. Now, later along the line, we, no, we didn't, we never said that. Because <laughs> whenever we were trying to break up the whole thing, but yes, we were, we were really happy with the decision. And then they got married and moved in together. And then you kind of learn that people are different whenever you start living with them. So at first it was whenever they started, they were dating and she just came over every once in a while. It was great. And then as soon as, um, as soon as we can remember whenever <laughs> they moved in, Things just kind of like it just went down because um, it was more of a parent role. We felt like we felt like Lori was trying to take more of a parent role. Um, we felt like she was trying to be too in charge. You know, you kind of have this just might as well be called a stranger coming into your house, kind of telling you what to do. And then looking at her child, the only one that she brought in. And in your eyes, you didn't feel like you were being treated the same. So that, you know, young kids, it's, it's, you know, that's retaliation for us whenever we're like, we're like a little army, the four of us. Yes. So, yes. so we all kind of had our, we had our little group of going against uh, the marriage. So, but like they said, around year three, it really hit. We all, we would just backlash at the littlest things. We were talking about one where I went to the refrigerator and grabbed a Yoohoo uh, just a chocolate milk and Lori asked what I was doing and I just went off on her and it was it was a huge knockout drag out but you know that's just uh one of the things that we look back on like to look back on to see where we come from then but before before the notching process is just it's a war honestly okay well hang on I want I want to backtrack to one thing okay you were talking about with Jackson mm-hmm. my son and to you, you didn't understand the age difference. Mm-hmm. It was just that you weren't being treated fairly. I expected yep. more of y'all or yep. um, I was meaner to y'all or whatever, you know, regardless of the fact he was four and y'all were nine. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So at your age, none of that mattered. It yep. was, you know, just a stranger coming in telling you what to do. Right. 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 And it's not like to us, it wasn't really relevant, the fact that, your child was five years younger than us. We were like, well, if we're expected to do something, he should be expected to do the same thing at the same level and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, David. So how how did you feel around a year? Uh, we'll, we'll go a little bit past three uh, years in. So around 
three and a half, four years in, by that time we've we've started instituting what we now call the Nacho Kids method. Mm-hmm. So Lori is now at the point where she's stepping back some. Mm-hmm. You don't really see Completely. her often. You know, she's in the bedroom a lot watching TV while we're playing and eating dinner and all that. Right. Did you did you feel like things were changing? And if so, how? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. There was a big change. I remember we used to have like, we used to have whenever we go out into our grandma's house or aunt's house or whatever, they just ask us how things have been. Mm. And... uh <laughs> I'm scared. We would, they would ask, they would, you know, whenever it started getting that around that time, whenever Lori wasn't as, uh, wasn't around as much, we were like, we were just like, look, she, how's Lori? Or like, how's Lori been treating you? And then we just look and be like, I haven't really seen her much this week. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really seen her much. But it wasn't like that was a bad thing. I mean, it was the whole, the taking the step back was much needed. But then when it happened, you know, you kind of looked at because we always had, I promise we always had something to complain about. Always something to complain about. And then when she started doing it, it was the, huh, I have nothing to complain about this weekend. Huh, okay. So it was a lot better. A lot better. See, when you nacho, you take the target off your back. Right. Yep, they can't true. complain about you when you're not engaged with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Now, after a year or so of this going on, you started then seeing Lori kind of kind of coming back into the picture. Mm-hmm. How would how did you feel seeing her start to become more active and and, and around more often? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the most important things that Lori did right was it's not it's not that she was coming back in every way. It was the most necessary ways. So it's not like if. If I were to get in trouble, it's not like she's interrogating me. She just came back like that and just started, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? It was more of like when I'm leaving the house to go drive somewhere, be safe rather than her not saying bye to me at all before or something <laughs> like that. Just like the simple, you know, the little baby steps to take. Slowly. It, yes. So like whenever, just whenever anything would happen or a short conversation. I remember me and Lori engaged in a lot of short conversations, not really like sit down at the table and let's talk. It's more of just like, how you doing? What's going on? How's school? And then move along with the day. So it is more comfortable. It was a lot more comfortable. You don't feel as tense whenever she was, whenever she was way back, not having a little to none and no interaction. It was more like, okay, you know, it's kind of like, it's a huge, it's a huge like meter. It's a huge like temper meter. And it's building all the way up. And then when she when she backs up, it goes down. And then she comes back and you're like, oh, can't be that bad. Yeah, it was, it was easier <laughs> because I didn't jump back in full force. Mm-hmm. And it was easier for me, you know, because my le- stress levels were really high when I wasn't nachoing. Mm-hmm. But by me just asking you how your day was and you saying, oh, it was good. And me just leaving it at that. Mm-hmm. Then that's what worked for both of us. Yep. And. I know with all of you, it was different levels at different times. Right. Yeah. Very true. Definitely. It's a case by case basis. Yeah. Is most definitely. So I could nacho two of you one day, none of you the next, yeah. all four of you the next, just yeah. whatever, depending on the circumstances. Yeah. It really depends. It really depends. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to fast forward to today. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now uh, as we record this, we are knocking on 10 years. Uh, married, so we've been wow. we've been together for over ten years. But 
Uh, so 10 years married, 10 years that she's been in your life full time mm-hmm. um, because we dated. I can't remember how long it was. We dated several months or before sh- you guys even met each other. Oh, Lord, um, I remember that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I was driving in the driveway when you told me that they were here or something. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So so here we are. Uh, almost 10 years into the, the married life and, and everybody doing the blend. And how would you, uh, how would you tell somebody your relationship is today with Lori? It's more like a, I don't think the relationship will ever be a 100% parent, but it's more like a best friend type of thing. Oh, like, I love uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> like if, um, if they hear about me going through something, she'll, she'll be the one to text me and ask me if I'm okay ask if I need to call her or something like that. She's checking on me and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's kind of like a best friend type of type of thing. And you know that I love you and that you can come and talk to me or ask anything. Yes. And, you know, we were talking about the conversations, how when I started reengaging, we would have little conversations. Yes. But before you left, we were having long conversations, yeah. Yeah. like hour long conversations mm-hmm. about, Money, school, girls, <laughs> I mean, anything, you know. And so our relationship drastically changed. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe if I would not have nachoed, we would still have that animosity and that hurt between us. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because it took you time to realize that I did care about you and mm-hmm. I wasn't doing things to be a drill sergeant or the evil stepmother. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But see, I could have prepared you for the Air Force better if y'all had just let me keep on. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I make the Air Force sergeants or whatever seem cool? Or did it remind you of the when it, you were going through that with me? <laughs> he said it's better than being home with her. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. If it had been maybe uh, earlier on, it would have been that way. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people think that when you nacho your stepkids that – they're going to end up in therapy. You're never going to have a relationship with them. You're treating them horribly. It's just a bad thing. And how could you do this? This is why I did it. Yeah. Well, the other side of it is my side. So we hadn't talked about that because you do wonder as the other parent, other the bio parent, how, how does this turn out, the relationship between yourself and your own kids? You know, you you because oftentimes you decide to get divorced again or to split up because you don't want to damage the relationship between you and your own kid. So early on, when you had the problems, we talked about how you felt about Lori. But how did you feel about me? Uh, Was there any change at all? I know you expected or hoped that I would kind of get rid of her. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time you came over, you're like, dang it, she's still here. I remember uh, one time you asked him, so when are you kicking her out? Yeah. Or when is Lori getting her own place? Or Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 So if you can, kind of go back, think about mm-hmm. uh, how did you look at me uh, during, the, during the rough times? Mm-hmm. What were your feelings and maybe even your brother's conversations about that? Besides yeah. poor daddy, I can't believe he married this witch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, you know, like I said, it's, a lot of it was a group effort. Like all of me and the brothers would always have conversations. And we would talk like it was just it just wasn't the same. And whenever, whenever it got that bad and we were constantly on dad about why she's still here, why are y'all still married? It was, it was like a, he's not listening to what we're saying type of thing. So we kind of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really put it on the, on the 
the topic of portray, betrayed, but we just kind of felt like we were being ignored. And it definitely, it had an impact because I remember how all of us were like, we want to move out and we don't want to, we don't want to stay here anymore. And that's obviously, you know, that's not just, that's not just affecting Lord, it's affecting you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing us and stuff like that. And we, you kind of just, whenever you get to that point, you're like, the heck with whatever he thinks, you know, we want to get out of here. This is, this is miserable for us. So the relationship between dad and sons definitely changed because, um, you know, I, I guess in marriage, you know, they become one. So it's kind of like you kind of have an opinion of both at the same time. So that's kind of how that was. Okay. Well, and, and you didn't, again, you weren't at that age to where you could understand the struggles that your dad was going through with this. Right. And, you know, you know your dad's beliefs on marriage. It wasn't like he was just going to get divorced. Right. And, you know, we were trying to figure out ways to make it work. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, all y'all could see was the negative. Yep. But at the same time, that's all I could see with y'all. Mm-hmm. And that's all your dad could see with y'all and with me. Because if y'all weren't fussing about me, I was fussing about y'all. Mm-hmm. And he felt stuck in the middle because regardless of what he decided to do, either you'd be mad or I'd be mad. Yep. He couldn't win. <laughs> yep. Now, there again, taking uh, our relationship, let's fast forward to today. Mm-hmm. Because I I think, and I don't want to put any thoughts or words into your Yeah, mouth, well, I know what you try to get him to say. But I think that you, you have a better understanding of why I stuck to the fight. Yep. Uh, today versus when we're going through it, like you said earlier, just like, why aren't you listening to me? Mm-hmm. I think today sitting here, you understand now. How awesome yeah. I am and why he's staying. Well, maybe. <laughs> so how, how would you say that our, our relationship is now? Then going through it, you said it was straining and, and it felt like I wasn't listening to you and you didn't want to be here. So how right. is it now? Like your opinion didn't matter. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, you know, our relationship today is like any pretty much an ideal father-son relationship. You know, we're like best friends, got a matching tattoo now. So, <laughs> so it, show it's, yours. you know, it's kind of like whatever, whatever anyone dreams of having the relationship with their dad, kind of like anyone, what anyone would want, you know, always being able to, to talk to them about anything and comfortable around them and everything is a really loving, strong relationship, like a bond, like nice bond. So now, do you? How do you feel about? Uh, how do you feel about my stance? And I am not dissolving this relationship, even though it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I am going to fight my way through it. If there's, you know, if we're making progress, because I'm definitely not suggesting anybody stay in a terrible relationship where or there's abusive an abusive relationship. relationship. But we were seeing progress. You might not have been seeing it mm-hmm. the way we were, but I was seeing progress and I was even communicating that with you guys mm-hmm. throughout it. That Look, we're progressing, but give me time and, and give me some, some space to work with. Mm-hmm. Do you look at that differently now? Yes. It's like Lori said, whenever Lori said that we weren't really at the age where we could um, understand. So it's like, personally, I don't remember you uh, talking to us about progress and whatnot. <laughs> But um, it's like what Lori said that we weren't really at the age to where we can understand it. It's kind of like, well, if it's bad, just end it. What, what's the point in what's the point in trying to trying to make it better when we don't see it getting better and it's been however amount of months. It's been a day and yeah. it's not better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, that's the age thing. Yep. You know, one day yeah. is an eternity. Yep. So um, mm, 
forgot the question. You forgot the question. <laughs> yeah. Edit so, this part out. So I do, re- I do recall that, um, and I don't remember which one it was. I don't know if it was you or one of your brothers, but I do remember one of you saying to me that you appreciate now seeing how much stick to that Lori and I both had to the relationship. So it makes you more appreciate having to fight through those tough times in a relationship mm-hmm. because I don't care what relationship you're in, you're eventually going to hit those bad times. Yep. And even, even in relationships that are outside of marriage, your friend relationships, your other family relationships, there's, there's going to be tension in times where things just don't go the way you want them to go. And instead of taking off and running the other direction, you, you have seen that there are times when you can come back from the absolute worst of the worst and create something that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You just, it's all, it, it all depends on if, if it's worth it, you know, cause I've had, you know, I'm sure we've all had people in our life that are, they just kind of turn the wrong direction and you're like, they're not at the end of the day, they're not, the relationship's not really worth fighting for fighting for. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, you know, you just have to know when it's appropriate to, uh, to stop the relationship or if you want to fight for it or not. It takes a lot of uh, self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. I've got a quick question. Mm-hmm. If you met someone and they had been married before and they had kids, would you hesitate in dating them because of the whole blended family stuff you saw us go through? Yes. <laughs> 100%. And you should. 100%. <laughs> but at the same time, you have learned so much mm-hmm. from us that if you did fall in love with, you know, that pretty girl you showed me a picture of earlier, but we're not going to say her name. <laughs> but if you fell in love with her 10 years down the road, she had a kid, you know, uh-huh. whatever. If you really loved her again, you would realize it was worth fighting for and you mm-hmm. would be able to recall the things that we did to strengthen our relationships yep. and to be better with. Mm-hmm. And you would also be able to understand the kid's point of view when you see that they're drawing hangman with your face. <laughs> because, you know, we, none of us want y'all to end up in a blended relationship yeah. or a step family relationship because it is hard and the divorce is hard. Y'all went through that as kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you remember of that or your feelings with that, but I know with my parents getting divorced, when I was like 30 something. It was still hard for me, mm-hmm. you know? So I know it wasn't easy on y'all. And I think from my standpoint, when I first came in, I kind of forgot that part Yeah, because you know, with Jackson, he never knew me and his dad together. Yeah. So it wasn't like he went through that like y'all did. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so this is all you're going to get from the Facebook <laughs> video. <laughs> you want to see the or YouTube wherever we put this. Yeah, wherever we put this, the public video. The public video. Yeah. So we're going to continue down uh, path interview with Branson, uh, but it will be within the Nacho Kids Academy. So if you want to see this interview in its entirety, you have to go to nachokidsacademy.com, sign up, and you'll get this and tons of other courses. Well, that was interesting. What do you think? Branson's always interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's just, you know, so interesting to hear from his point of view. And honestly, it's kind of refreshing to hear how he was able to cope with uh, what was going on and then even kind of step back and take a look at things objectively, even at that young age. I remember uh, this was had to be before he hated me. <laughs> 
remember he wrote something about Jackson, like a note, um, and drew him and Jackson or something. Like he wanted yeah. Jackson to be his friend. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And um, I remember, y'all have to remember, my son was five years younger than the triplets. So, and the triplets and the oldest, they were always used to being together. So when we went to eat, like at Wendy's or something, all David's kids would pile up in a booth and my son would be left out. And it made me mad. Gosh, it made me so mad. <laughs> but I remember we went to this thing. Um, it's like a, I don't, Camp Canaan, I think it was, um, where we did the, or it's Whitewater Rafting Center. Anyway, where you do the line. A zip line? No, no, no. Where we walked on that stuff in the air. Okay. Yeah. It's like a. That's Whitewater Center. Okay. So what what do you call it? It's uh, like an obstacle course or something that you do. Um, yeah. Like high wire type thing or whatever. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Anyway, you're walking on the. And you got the clip thing to save you in case you fall off. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, Jackson went in front of Branson or Branson went in front of Jackson, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And Branson was like the overprotective parent. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was hilarious because he was like, oh, gosh, you know, or whatever. And Yeah, you're wrecking my nerves. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it just made me happy because he loved my baby. It's called Ropes Course. Ropes Course, yeah. Yeah. But he loved my baby. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to take care of him and protect him. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid when they left, um, you know, right before he left, him and Jackson got kind of close talking about investments and stuff. Yes, we had an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old talking about investments for hours. <laughs> and um, I remember telling Branson telling Jackson, well, if you invest that money you've got in your savings account, by the time you're my age, blah, blah, blah. And Jackson goes, all right, dude, I'll do that with one caveat. And Branson's like, what? And he said, if I lose money, you pay me back what I lost. <laughs> and Branson's like, no, that's not how it works. That's like, well, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> but also, um, I was afraid when they left that they would have nothing to do with him. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much they talked to him. Oh, I, I didn't either. Yeah. Apparently, they talked to him more than they do us. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, because yeah, I'll, I'll be talking to one of my kids, and I'll say something about Jackson, and they'll bring up some conversation they had that week, or he sent me a bunch of pictures or videos or whatever, and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize y'all still talk to each other that much. Yeah. And I'd really hope that they would stay in touch with him. And I hope they continue to do that yeah. even after I'm dead and gone because um, <laughs> I want him to have that brotherly relationship with him because he doesn't have anybody else. Yeah. I think they will. Yeah. I mean, if they're doing it now, I think we're we're good. Yeah. At least two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But the other two, they don't talk to anybody, so. <laughs> I know. Can you get them to talk to us? <laughs> <laughs> they just like, hey, I'm free. Mm-hmm. They'll come back around later on. Yeah. Hopefully when I have babies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. One of them's not going to have babies. <laughs> he said if his wife got pregnant, he'd put it up for adoption. <laughs> I don't know if he was talking about the wife or the kid or both. Yeah, just do both. Yeah, be easier that way. <laughs> All right. But anyway, it was nice having Branson on, and we can always go back and watch it, mm-hmm. especially when he talks about how much he loves me. Yeah, I know. I hope that's in the first part it'll and come, not the second part. It'll come back, you know, to haunt him in 15, 20 years. Something will. <laughs> Yeah, he'll go to run for president. They'll be like, oh, look what you said, little boy. <laughs> yep. All right, that is our show for today, folks. Make sure you go over to iTunes and leave us a review or wherever you listen to this podcast. We much appreciate it. And don't forget, we do have a challenge for you. And you can go to nachokids.com slash review and see what the challenge is. And no, it's not licking ice cream or spitting in food. I'm rolling <sighs> my eyes, folks. I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, that's crazy. I do have one more thing that I want to bring up. I wonder if anybody would be interested in talking about their life as a stepkid. Good idea. Not a kid. We don't want to put a kid on here, Mm -hmm. but 
an adult kid or one of our stepmoms that grew up Mm -hmm. in a blended family. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm full of them. It's full of a lot of stuff. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.